from the city of brotherly love. This is Shark Bite Biz with David Strausser. You just arrived to the newest episode of Shark Bite Biz. I'm your rock star wannabe host, David Strasser, and this is your place to learn how to grow a business during complete global chaos. Today, we're going to be talking about how systems talk to each other and how it can impact your business. First, though, remember, please download the Shark Bite Biz app on, you know, the Google Play Store on your Android device. You can find every single episode of the show, audio, video, everything is right there. Plus, you can find our fabulous coffee right there in the app, you know, but if you don't want to get it through the app, don't worry, you can head right on to deadhousecoffee.com where you'll get the freshest coffee known on earth, coffee that is roasted, sealed, and shipped within a 24-hour period. Use code SHARK, you'll get 20% off your order. We'll get all the proceeds and it'll directly support us building the biggest and best show we possibly can. Now let's get back to today's show. We're going to chat with a business owner that went into a specific vertical, something where he felt it was the biggest market for his product, for his vision, for his dream. And guess what? (laughs) It actually worked. So who do we have today? None other than Mr. Craig Stockmo, founder of Focus Point, the fastest growing e-commerce solution exclusively integrated with SAP Business One, Focus Point's team of SAP Business One experts engages with customers on their e-commerce journey, extending their SAP Business One functionality to provide a 360-degree customer experience. So, hey, without further delay, let's bring Craig right on in here. Business strategy. Craig, welcome to Shark Bite Biz. You, my friend, you just became Shark Bait. David, honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, no problem. I always love when I have an opportunity to interview somebody that's within our channel, one of the partners of Everybody Knows My Day Job with Vision 33. So whenever we get to interview a partner that's in this ecosystem that really speaks a lot of the same lingo that I speak, it's always a thrill. So before I spill the beans, let's just, uh, you know, we have a tradition on this show. Very first question we ask everybody. Doesn't matter if it's Soledad O'Brien or if it's Gore, I have to ask you, what's your background? What's your experience? What do you do for a living? Basically, in a nutshell, what makes Craig, Craig? Well, I've been involved in e-commerce my whole business career, and I just started to found a company in 2014 that focused on B2B e-commerce, and then we made a decision to focus exclusively on the SAP space. Exclusively in the SAP space. So I want to dig in right there. Why exclusively in SAP? Well, um, we had an opportunity to do an SAP integration early in our our existence in 2015, and we really found it very interesting that now there's 80,000 global customers in SAP Business One, and they're controlled by a partner network who have great relationships. And so we really didn't have to sell direct. We could work through a limited number of partners, build relationships with them, and then have access to their customers. So we thought it was a great market to focus on. 
and we would do an exclusive integration on that platform and become certified. Uh, that is a very smart decision. Now, obviously, you mentioned SAP Business One, which is you know what one of our main products. But do you work with any other uh, solutions there with SAP as well, too, or is it strictly with Business One? So we're in discussions uh, with SAP right now to replicate our current model for the next phase by design. So that is on our roadmap to be completed by the end of this year. That is, that's pretty awesome. So, you know, one thing happened over the last two years, I think for a lot of businesses out there, whether it was, I mean, for example, I, I can name a couple brands that I use. Everybody knows I, I'm a huge fan of my bracelets. They've been on the show and, uh, you know, between the bracelets with this company or even the clothing that I buy, I buy a lot of clothes from a bit, uh, a brand called Warnstar. And, you know, my, my understanding of their history is that they used to kind of sell to to rock stars and uh, then when there was no concerts it's like well rock stars aren't buying clothes anymore <laughs> you know they're not doing they don't need stage clothing anymore so they ended up doing e-commerce and and really starting up a shop and selling to um you know regular people like me that love their their quality and the originality of their clothing but that's a story, you know, that's just one instance, okay? That That's a story that's been replicated for many, many, many businesses out there where e-commerce wasn't the focus of their business and all of a sudden COVID hit and bing, bing, boom, it's like, oh God, how do we sell this online? Have you experienced that with your business at all the last few years? Yes, especially in the B2B space where... A lot of business was conducted with customer service reps through email or direct sales reps or inside sales reps. And now the workforce was dispersed. Their support workforce was dispersed. And businesses were challenged with how do we engage with our customers and provide them as much information as we can so they can, you know, not only reorder from us, but expand the relationship with us. So our business has really, really been impacted by COVID and the continued success in uh, in B two B e-commerce. So, do you all focus strictly on the the B two B, or do you have B two C as well too? You know, the business to business versus business to consumer. We have both B two B and B two C, and um, but the. The business model for business to business is very different because no two business relationships are the same. We have different products, we have different contracts, we have different pricing terms, but uh, many of the businesses sell both B2B and business to consumer. So our platform handles both, but where the integration to SAP provides its greatest value to our customers is in that B2B space because it is so much more complex. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know from, you know, my experience with a lot of the projects that we sell, I mean, sometimes you get some of these, oh, the special pricing requirements that they have for their customers. And it's like, oh, my God, like, this is insane. Like, how are you managing this? for so long off of Excel sheets and QuickBooks. And it, 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 I don't know, I guess where, where there's a will, there's a way and people find out how to get it done. But I think a lot of small businesses don't understand. And this is one of the main 
point of the show that I love to reiterate every episode I can is that you can get Fortune 50, you know, Fortune 500, whatever you want to, you know, draw the line at, but you can get that type of technology for a fraction of the price with, you know, for small to mid-sized businesses. And a lot of that's because of the cloud, you know, using cloud infrastructure to be able to host things and basically share that cost because, you know, doing it on your own oftentimes is a lot more expensive. Exactly. I listened to that previous podcast you had uh, and I, I thought it was very appropriate because that's exactly what we're doing. Um, you know, the reason the value of being exclusive with SAP Business One is the cost of integration is taken completely off the table for the customer. And we have an add-on in SAP that is strictly a configuration exercise to their business. So typical customers that buy uh, FocusPoint, our platform, are up and running in less than two months because they don't have an integration exercise. It's an SAP tool set, it's exclusive to SAP, and we handle everything and don't have to have the customer wonder, is it my integration? Is it my SAP platform? Do I have to call my partner? Or is it my e-commerce? We, we handle it all because we're subject matter experts in this place. So it sounds like from what I'm hearing that the integration part of it all is probably like the most critical piece of making sure that your e-commerce system, which, you know, some may consider that if that, that that's being more of like the front of the house software, because that's where it's the customer facing, whether it's B2B, B2C, and they're doing the orders, you know, to the back of the house software, where it's managing the inventory, reconciling financial stuff like that. But to have everything equal on both sides, it sounds like that integration is one of the most critical pieces to make that that work. Exactly. And, and that's where we spent most of our IP on with the integration with SAP and getting it certified and using the SAP tool set for the integration. Um, and it really becomes, if you think about how e-commerce is evolving from business to business, um, you set up your business in your ERP. And what we've really become is the customer engagement platform for their customers. So they can expose the business processes that run their business to their customers to further engage deeply and keep customers and grow customers. And um, I think that's the easiest way to describe it. Retention and growth are two words that I think uh, almost any business owner out there would say is key for success. I mean, you can't be bleeding customers and a lot of small businesses will struggle because they're selling things that they actually don't have in stock, you know, and then a customer doesn't come back because, you know, they tried to order something five times and every time it was canceled because it was out of stock or there's a three, four months to delay, you know, they're going to look somewhere else. And having that stuff, I think using, you know, things like business intelligence uh, through MRP type wizards, stuff like that, to know when things are going to be able to stock. So that you can have on the website, you know, available soon or will be available in three to four weeks and give an actual an estimate. So that way they still buy it kind of almost like a pre-sale in that moment. Exactly. So when you have a real-time integration, 
with, with SAP. So think about what you can do. You can order something. You can look at where it is in the whole process of coming to you. You can then execute a service for a piece of equipment that you've ordered from a company. We, we, we uh, enabled the service management side of SAP. So you can request service, you can schedule service, you can rent something. So when I say customer engagement, your customers can be, yeah, your customers can be interacting with you in a 24 seven nature and you don't need, you can be running your business and growing your business while your staff is uh, not in non-working hours. And uh, it, it's, it, it's really a powerful tool. And to your point earlier in your comment earlier, a lot of this technology and all this cloud-based technology is available to SME businesses now that was only available to the Fortune 100 companies. And it's because of the, the power of the cloud that really makes that, make that make that happen because for those that don't understand out there listening the power of the cloud and we had a great episode on this previously i think probably two or three good episodes on this but you you know a lot of times the, there's only two paths usually you're going to do a single pendant environment which means that you are on your own you're you're paying for that infrastructure it's not shared and that's good for some instances, say, for example, an ERP like SAP Business One, uh, where because of what you're doing, you know, whether it's security reasons, whatever, you just want to be in your own environment. But for other items, you know, especially when you get into things that may be very server heavy, because they have heavy, you know, like uh, server requirements, because maybe they do OCR, uh, you know, or some type of heavy, you know, processing on the servers, that's where having that shared environment in a multi-tenant environment is oftentimes much more cost effective, brings the cost drastically down and allows businesses to get a higher level of technology at a cheaper baseline cost. So one thing I want to pivot back on, you know, we opened the show and I was telling you about the, you know, the bracelets, the clothing brands, stuff like that, and how they have had to, to pivot. How have you seen, you know, think back in 2019, even though it feels like that was, you know, 30 years ago at this point, but think back to how life was in 2019 and then March of 2020 when everything just flew out the window and started closing down. And then people realized, hey, this isn't just for two weeks. It's going to be a few months, which turns into, you know, here we are over two years later, and it's still wishy-washy. Are we in? Are we out? Are we past? Uh, you know, or what's going on? How have you seen e-commerce evolve throughout that whole period of all those ups and downs that I just kind of explained. Yeah, I think um, obviously B2C e-commerce, business consumer e-commerce was much more mature uh, because it's a simpler model that you have prices and a catalog and discounts and, 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 and you know, a specific way to check out. And there's really not terms and, 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 and payment terms with, with other businesses involved, but, but business to consumer, uh, business to business was very, very challenged because of the dispersed workforce. And so the, the, the initial um, business was to give customers, their business partners, access to all their information with a customer. 
customer portal so they can look at all their activity, be able to reorder uh, if they couldn't get in touch with anybody, be able to pay bills, very, very important in whatever way that their business terms are set up. But then it became an extension of the relationship because uh, people were not meeting in person to, to, to place orders and to go through uh, business requirements. And so it extended into ordering, servicing, scheduling, um, and it became a much more customer engagement platform than almost e-commerce platform. There's much more than e-commerce within the business-to-business space that's being offered. I like how you phrased that, that especially in the B2B space, that it has become more of a, uh, I believe you called the customer engagement platform. Okay. I really, really like that phrasing. And I think that we're at the stage in the game to where businesses, and I, I think this is true for B2B as well as uh, B2C, okay, that businesses need to look at their their website, their e-commerce platform more than just a, this is a portal that sells. This is where people buy our product, you know, and this is our bread and butter to more of a tool as far as it's a customer engagement platform. How can we do more for our customers? How can we get in deeper with our customers? How can we do this or that or train them or whatever it may be so that you're, you're kind of given that full experience through the website, through the e-commerce platform, instead of just making it a point of sale transaction. Exactly. If I can, if you can look at any time with with a with a business partner and see the whole sphere of your business relationship, you're you're much more likely to maintain that and grow that business and grow that relationship. So, and you can provide that twenty four seven experience to a customer. There's a lot of value in that. And you know, as everybody knows, the easier it is to do business, uh, the the better you opportunity it is to grow the business. Right, right. So we've talked a little bit about how you've seen e-commerce change. So let me ask you for some of your trade secrets then. How has your product development roadmap changed and evolved? Because I, I'm pretty sure in 2019, what you planned on doing in 2020 was changed because work from home, you know, everything was disrupted. Okay. Every degree. I mean, it wasn't for most companies, it wasn't just like, okay, well, everybody's working remote and you flip the switch and it continues as usual. You've had to restructure, rethink almost everything you did, especially around, you know, you had to be kind of conservative, even with expenses, investments, you know, what can we invest? But you're at a product that everybody had to flip the digital, so it was obviously in demand during this time period. How did that affect your actual roadmap and rolling out features and functionality during the past two years? Good question, and, that, and you know, touched uh, briefly about it. Uh, and I use customer engagement, and that's basically it. Turned from e-commerce to customer engagement. That's basically the answer. We were pretty much uh, exposing uh, all the e-commerce functions that you would have in SAP 
to be able to order product and, 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 and pay for the product under the contract terms you had. But now it said, what else can we do? Can we service that product? We never thought about that prior to 2019. Now we have a whole service module. So you can schedule and know when a technician is coming out to service a large piece of equipment that I may have bought from you. You can rent it. I can know when my rental term is done, is completed. I can rent it for an additional uh, period or return it. And so all that functionality has done, been done in the last 18 months. And um, very, very different than when we entered 2020 and people were just looking for a customer portal to pay their bills and reorder. Right, 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 right. Definitely. And you know, that, that, that's the cool thing that I think about this again, everybody knows I work with SAP business one pretty intimately uh, and knowing what that does inside of it, uh, it, it really seems that you extend that that functionality to where the business is really able to maximize the strength of what business one offers. But let's just say you're you're a company with 40 users, you know, a lot of people that need to do service calls or or stuff like that. Instead of purchasing licenses for each one of those users, okay. They're simply able to access it through your, let's just say, front end with focus point to be able to do those service calls or those reorders or things like that. And it helps save the business money on the back end of what they would spend on the ERP. Is that accurate? Exactly. And so they're onboarding a new service rep, a new inside sales rep, as, a spo as opposed to training them on business one, uh, they use the e-commerce application and they know what they know all this, everything about that business partner and the products they order and the like products that they should order and their contract terms. And they have insight into it all and it can get them ramped up quickly to provide a high level of service. You know, that's something that you're, you're touching on and you're kind of saying, but without directly saying it is that it sounds like in 2022, the way to do business is to know what your customer is looking for. And I think that's where the power of having the right technology in place, again, whether it's, um, you know, focus points and SAP Business One or some other platform, but having that in place so that you're able to put those pieces together um, you know, automatically, ideally with, um, you know, AI or business intelligence or some kind of logic that displays it to the customer is going to help your small business basically increase top line revenue. And obviously that will impact the bottom line profitability of the business as well, too. Absolutely. And I, and I think our myopic view of SAP Business One and in the SAP ecosystem allows us to roll out that functionality very quickly and not have the customer assume the cost, they can utilize that functionality because we have a SaaS platform. We're just enabling that, those pieces of functionality for them so that they can grow their business. So you have a SaaS platform, I don't mind, but I mean, I, I can't just keep giving you a warm and fuzzy type of interview. I gotta ask some hard questions too here, Craig. Uh, you have a SaaS platform. One thing that I'm hearing in the general tech space is look, everybody's doing that, okay? I just read an article about, um, who was it? 
uh, Mercedes or, or somebody, it was a foreign car maker, but you know, your cars are going to come equipped with heated seats. You want to unlock that technology? You got to pay $18 a month. Okay. Otherwise it's, it's like, I'm like, wow, that is insane. And you look at somebody like Netflix, who's losing, I think two consecutive quarters with substantial, you know, subscription loss growth. Okay. I think there's a fear in the business community that there's too much subscription for technology these days. Now, it makes it affordable. It makes it flexible. I think that's some things that people don't understand. But sometimes every now and then we call up a prospect and, you know, they're like, no, I just want to buy it, man. I don't want another subscription. Do you feel that at all? And if you do, how does your business address the subscription fatigue? Well, actually, we don't feel it at all because most of the businesses that we encounter in, in the business-to-business space have had a history in somewhat of trying to invest in a technology that allows them and they, they've developed a point solution, a customized solution for their business that they funded and it probably doesn't do and they probably haven't the the roi on it and the return that they envisioned when they embarked on the project and i had a couple of the sap partners before we made we decided to to be exclusive in the space say to me the e-commerce solution because of the investment and the integration and building the point solution for it is exceeding the cost of erp and that was what happened a lot in the marketplace. So we would say, why, if you have no integration, we took the whole cost of integration off the table and you just paid for a subscription, are we bringing value? And I think our subscription price, as well as the lack of any integration charge, um, provides the best value in the marketplace. Definitely. I, I can agree with that as well, too. And you know, I had to ask the the hard question to get your take, but I absolutely, my personal take is I do agree with you with what you're saying, because my point to that is, is that when you get into subscriptions for businesses in technology, okay, now I'm not talking like what the cars are doing with the heated seats. I'm going to tell you right now, I am 100% against that. I think that is downright abuse. Maybe there's a really high-end market for that, but I don't think that is what, you know, I don't think that's a smart use of, of subscription. And that's where people have got to separate the type of technology that you're talking about. And when we're talking about an ERP, where you're talking about an e-commerce platform or a customer engagement platform, as you call it, that's where I think the, the big difference is that, you know, it's running in the cloud. You, you're getting updates, you know, the SaaS subscription you have actually allows you to be flexible because based upon whatever your terms are, you, you know, at your renewals, you're able to ramp up or ramp back down. And again, you're usually always running the newest version. I don't know if that's how it works with FocusPoint. But I know like with our MTE, multi-tenant environment with Business One, you're always going to be in the newest version. So that's where, you know, it's kind of like free upgrades. You get all the perks, you know, you're always going to have the most modern version of the software. 
even 10 years from now. Right. You're always, upgrades are a non-event. You're always in the most current version, like you just said. And I would I would also make a point and say, two years ago, um, if you invested and you had a system that was working perfectly for you and did everything you wanted to do and say, we own it, we've had that one-time investment, and now we have what we want. Think of how different that solution would be today, two years later, with what we've gone through with the pandemic. How much more investment would have to be made to, to a system just for your business that you couldn't leverage the other businesses in the same ecosystem as yours? And think of how much more cost you'd have to fund to build it to what it needs to be today, to service your marketplace. Right now, that's absolutely correct. So I got one last question for you before I get uh, you know all the 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 goodies from you and how people can find you. I want to hear your prediction, okay? And you can break it out to e-commerce as a whole, or you can do B two B and B two C. But I'd like to hear both takes because a lot of our listeners, viewers, they might only do B two C, they may only do B two B, they may do both. But what do you think the future of e-commerce is going to be? What are we looking at short-term, next two, three years? I think you're going to see a a large focus on um, providing tools and for the inside sales teams and the customer service teams um, to both engage with their customers, but most importantly, to have the customers engage with, with them without interaction from customer service and inside sales. Because if the tools are exposed to, to on the web 24-7 to a, a much larger scale and, and span of customers, it, it goes to reason that the business will have the opportunity to grow. And, and I think that's where we're seeing, to your point with the licenses you mentioned, but that's where we're seeing the biggest growth. because. You know, the e-commerce problem, you can solve it regarding ordering a product, but providing the level of customer service that inside sales and client care can provide in a 24-7 environment is very, very powerful. That sounds great. And I am looking for the future of e-commerce because uh, I don't know if you know, but we have our own coffee brand for the show with deadhousecoffee.com. So I got to give them a shout out if we're talking about e-commerce. You code shark, you get 20% off. But uh, <laughs> anyways, Craig, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I need to ask you, where can people find out more about Focus Point, find out more about you? How can they reach you? Give us all the details, please. FocusPointSAP.com is our website, and I'm Craig dot stockmall at focuspointsap.com. And I want to congratulate you on the success of this podcast and the amount of subscribers you have and your topics of conversation are so insightful. I really, truly enjoyed this. And thank you so much. It's it's just a, a, a great uh, conversations that you have continued on this and I will be a current and future subscriber. Awesome. Make sure you, uh, yeah, definitely. If you like what Craig just said, hit that like button, you know, smash that subscribe button and, uh, you know, get alerts for all the new episodes. Thank you so much. We've worked very, very hard over two years, 161 episodes as of this recording have been published and even a full blown 
live stream, which we're going to kick off officially in the fall. So uh, we'll bring you back once we kick off our, our live stream and have you as one of our live stream special guests. Like, Craig, it, it, yeah, well, it was an honor to have you on here and kind of ping your brain. And this is one of our deeper discussions about how all these tech parts work together. So thank you so much, Craig. It was awesome. And uh, take care of yourself, my friend. Grateful. Thank you so much. Thanks. Cheers. Such a wonderful interview with Craig, right? I loved it. It was amazing. First, you all know the routine. If you found this interview helpful, if it gave you the warm and fuzzies, do me a favor, hit that like button, smash that subscribe button. But if you really want to help us out because you know Shark Bite Biz is the greatest kept secret in the world of small business, please do me a favor. Share us out to your friends, your colleagues, your parents, your family, anybody you can to help spread the word of the mission of what we're doing. Now let's get back to our rock star guest, Craig. I love when I get to chat with somebody that comes from my day-to-day work-life space, I guess you can call it, when I can bring someone from our inner circle in on the show because they can give you kind of a glimpse of what I do with my day job at Vision 33 to help small businesses grow. And really, Craig and Focus Points really plays into that because it is about helping you connect better with your customers, whether B2B, B2C, whatever it may be. That's what we're both here for. Four. The key to success, though, in Craig's case, is the integration. Now, we didn't disclose this on the interview, but for full transparency, okay, uh, we being Vision 33 are the ones behind the integration. We use our tool called Sopbox, and you can find out more about that iPass integration platform at Sopbox.io. But when it comes down to it, it really comes down to what Craig said. And that means turning an e-commerce platform into the next level. Okay, just don't make it an ordering system that, you know, your clients are able to buy goods from or sales reps can place orders for your clients. Make it a true customer engagement experience to better serve your customers to better serve your top line and your bottom line profitability. Great words of wisdom from Craig's. Hey, thank you so much for coming on, sharing how you're shaking up the e-commerce world with your platform. Question of the day. E-commerce versus customer engagement platform. What's your vision? Leave a comment down below on YouTube, please. Remember, if you want to be on the show, send an email, interviews at sharkbitebiz.com. Please don't forget to join the channel. If you're watching on YouTube for $3 a month, you can support us and become a baby shark or head right on over to deadhousecoffee.com where you can get the freshest coffee known on earth that is roasted, sealed, and shipped to your doorstep within a 24-hour period. Use the code SHARK save 20% we'll get the proceeds to keep doing all the magic that we're doing on this show you know this by now but I'm David Strasser this is Shark Bite Biz we'll see you all next episode cheers thank you for listening to Shark Bite Biz 
We hope you got some insightful info from this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app and visit us on the web at www.sharkbitebiz.com. How has business changed for you in the 20s? Email us at podcast at sharkbitebiz.com so you can join us and share your story. 